Welcome to Deep Well Astrology. I'm Allison Disler, a psychological astrologer and somatic educator. And in this podcast, we'll explore how astrology can illuminate our embodied consciousness and nourish our soul. Welcome to Deep Well Astrology Podcast. We're here today, Thursday, December 29th, 2022, at this tail end of the year. And here we are once again at this new year. And we're approaching this New Year's with an end of the year Mercury retrograde starting today. Also with Mars in retrograde until January 12th. So for all those who are looking at this time as New Year's resolution time, it might be best to consider this a slow, intentional start to this year of 2023. Forward motion isn't the name of the game today, or maybe for the next couple days necessarily, with both Mercury and Mars in retrograde. So for those of you who do intentions or resolutions, you might consider just to place those intentions out there and then consider the new year beginning around that week of January 12th through January 18th. So there's a little preemptive time before momentum starts again. Mercury will be in retrograde through about January 18th where it will station direct at 8 degrees Capricorn. So you can check in during this time, because we've got a lot of Capricorn energy, so to refresh yourself, what house does Capricorn represent for you? And for those who pay attention to Mercury retrograde periods, what do these times generally indicate for you? So in general, as a suggestion, or if you're just getting started kind of following these Mercury retrogrades, you might consider Mercury retrograde periods as, quote, re-times, so R-E-dash, re-times, like reworking, re-editing, reconfiguring, or redoing some things. Retreat is another word. There's a lot of rewinding, so think of some other re-words, usually Mercury retrogrades, have us review something. It can be nice to reconsider responsibilities or structure in the area of your chart that Capricorn represents. Capricorn as an archetype is often about structure or old order and responsibility. This week we have Sun, Mercury, and Venus all in Cardinal Capricorn with Jupiter also at the beginning of a cardinal sign, as it's in full swing now going through this cardinal Aries sign through May of 2023. So even though we have some of this retrograde energy bringing us into the new year, we do have our yearly cardinal placements, and we have some cardinal energy with Jupiter and Aries. But once again, that Aries part of our chart Aries is ruled by Mars, and Mars is still in retrograde. So even though Jupiter is moving into Aries, there is maybe not as much growth expansion as we might hope for 
until once again we get that Mars going into a direct motion. I think that Jupiter in Aries, though, for this beginning part of the year, it gives a bit of spice or zest in the Aries part of our chart. And it's been there before, so this isn't the first time it's going in there. Uh, last year we had some time with Jupiter and Aries, so you can go back to 2022 and look how that change from Pisces to Aries was affected by that Jupiter ingressing into Aries and then retrograding back. So Jupiter is usually about expansion. Um, you can think of it as kind of good fortune or coming to terms with excellence um, or excess. And um, that Jupiter going through Aries, you might, again, get a slow burn or a slow entrance to the full manifestation of what Jupiter will be doing in your Aries house all the way through May of 2023. So as we are heading into 2023, I'll continue for a few more weeks this exploration about giving and receiving from the perspective of Venus. Last time we looked at giving and receiving from the perspective of a Venus in Aquarius. This episode will look at giving and receiving from the perspective of a Venus in Leo. I love bringing in the new year with a look at Venus in Leo as a potential foreshadowing into this year's Venus in Leo retrograde time, which will be happening or beginning in summer of 2023. Venus will be retrograde in the sign of Leo from Saturday, July 22nd, starting retrograde at 28 degrees, through September 3rd, where it stations direct at 12 degrees Leo. It's been eight years since Venus's last retrograde through Leo, which was in August through September of 2015. For those of you who keep a journal or can remember back to 2015, especially August, September, around that time, this was the last time that you experienced a Venus retrograde in Leo. So we all experienced that. You might pause a moment or just think back what was happening, especially in your sphere of relationships or in your Leo house at this time for you. So look at what Leo rules in your natal chart. And then you can think about relationships or desires, or wants, but also look at the house represented by Leo, the themes of that house. In natal chart readings, I like to look at Venus as an indicator of our wants and desires, a place to look in regards to fulfillment. Many folks look to Venus as indicating themes of relationship and love connections. At its heart, Venus is a relational kind of planet but it is also intimately related to desire. A retrograde period for Venus may stir up old flames and romances as well as intimate connections, having us review relationships, and or it can lead us to revolutions or reevaluations of current relationship status. And inevitably, wants and desires come into this, what we really want, what we really desire. And some of that can be expressed through relationship, but it can also be a reconnection or a reviewing of our values, our wants, and our desires. In regards to wants and desires, Venus retrograde may lift up undesirables or contrast. It shows 
us contrast in what we desire in that section of our chart. So that may inflame us or stir us up to reappointing ourselves to what it is that we're truly desiring or wanting. The 2023 Venus retrograde will take place in Leo, like it did August through September of 2015. So if you want to look at what that was about for you, either go back to your old journals, look to the Leo section of your chart, and you might just then, if it's your first time going through this retrograde Venus uh, consciously, you might just consider writing down the dates of this Venus retrograde and take some notes around that chart uh, house and then also around what's going on with your relationships at that time because it will happen again eight years later. Remember that Leo is opposite or on the opposite axis line of a Venus in Aquarius. Both Leo and Aquarius are fixed signs, which means they both carry themes archetypally of endurance and maintenance or this kind of maintaining energy. Whereas Aquarius is a fixed air sign, Leo is a fixed fire sign. So if you've been listening a while, what are some key differences between fire and air elementally? If you've been listening to the last several episodes, you may already recall some of the differences between the elements of fire and air. For example, air is a communal dispersing element that is shared and associated with the mental or rational plane. Fire is a personal, hot, intuitive element that is associated with instinct and with doing without thinking. Fire is more primal than air, but it is also more vulnerable. Fire, while bright, hot, and creative, can be put out by all the other elements. It can be put out by excess wind, water, and earth. Fixed fire is the most enduring of fires, as exhibited by the Leo archetype. So an image I like to refer to or work with when I think of the fixed fire of Leo is the hearth or the wood stove. When you think of Leo, what are some other images that come to mind? And then what about a Venus in Leo? What do we think that indicates about personal wants and desire? Going back to the image of a wood stove or a hearth, it provides a great heat and warmth. It's central to a home for nourishment, for sustenance, and sometimes survival. But one of the basic features of a wood stove or a hearth is that it continually needs to be fed in order to endure. It's dependent. It also can last a while, but it needs tending. All fire signs and elements, this, this idea that if a planet is in a fire sign, or if you've got a lot of fire signs, all fire needs stewarding, shepherding, or tending, or being paid attention to in order to be useful. When we think of a Venus in Leo, this is part of the desire or want of this Venus. 
which is to be seen, noticed, and recognized for providing something that's life-giving. It wants to be seen, heard, and acknowledged, and it needs some tending. A word I associate with Leo is special or unique. And I mean this in a very wholesome way and really like to put it in contrast to Aquarius because Aquarius is Leo's opposite. And Aquarius is about recognizing a group of people or humanity as a whole in a detached kind of way, whereas Leo is about recognizing the specialness of each individual human. It's not that the Leo archetype only sees itself as special. It can also light up what is unique and special and playful and powerful in each of us. It's leading by example through the enduring fire of a Leo heart. The Leo archetype, after all, does rule over the heart in the human body, which is, you know, think of the heart. It's central and enduring. It's an organ also that needs to be fed. We all know this cardiovascular activity and oxygen and the assistance by using our body to move, it feeds the heart. So it needs stewarding to do what it does. And it's super important to the centrality of our body, but we've got to take care of it. We've got to offer it something. If Venus in Leo wants to be recognized and seen as special and unique, perhaps noticed for its centrality and its life-giving light. A Venus in Leo may desire a platform, a stage, or a creative medium through which to play or express itself. Expressing is a central theme for all fire signs. So having avenues in which to deliver or share these inspirations and this creativity is really important. A Venus in Leo may want or desire playfulness or drama, even in relationships or in the way that it expresses itself. It may be grandiose, dramatic, overtures. The expression may be big and loud or fiery, or it may be really connected with the heart. So there is this piece of a Venus in Leo that wants to have expression but Leo is also connected with the heart. So we might also look at that as desiring to be connected to the heart, to authenticity, to speaking one's truth, to be seen as speaking one's truth or expressing oneself authentically. Getting to the heart of the matter or the truth of the matter and expressing it might be important. And finally, in some way, all Venus and Leos want and desire an audience. So for some, this may mean a stage, just depending on preference of expression. For others, this is a group of sympathetic others or empathetic others. So like a play group, a, a therapy group, a, a, a spiritual group, just a group where people are expressing themselves in the heart of the matter and being with each other. Um, for some, you know, Leos don't always have to be extroverted. For people who are more introverted, think of audience as the folks around you who are willing to listen. So platforms might be a small group of people that you deliver your writing to or um, that you're really seen by your family. So audience doesn't have to be large, but all 
this Venus in Leo placements do desire some kind of audience or some kind of place that's sympathetic and receptive to expression. So as you listened so far, if you've got a Venus in Leo, what things are missing from what we've talked about already? So what is what is something else you might desire or want? What do you think of? And also, what so far has rung true for you? So to spiral out to the practical, when you think of giving and receiving, what do you think about offering to a Venus in Leo? So personally, it's just my personal opinion. I think Venus in Leo is really equipped to be well aware of the giving and receiving cycle because there's so much to give here. And there's also a desire to be received because of Venus in Leo's has a desire to be seen and heard that giving and receiving exchange cycle is really prominent. It's really important to what uh, Venus in Leo is all about, what it's expressing. Again, a Venus in Leo has a lot to offer and potentially in a very heartful or heartfelt way. Expression and creativity are central, but it really wants that reciprocity of attention. So if you were to think of giving something to a Venus in Leo, the first and perhaps best gift you could offer is your time and quality attention to listen and witness whatever this Venus would like to share. So if there's something creative, if there's just something really important through the use of language that wants to be shared, your gift of attention and quality attention, it's a wonderful gift. If your Venus is in Leo, you know, say, say you're a performer or a singer, you personally or someone you know who has a Venus in Leo. So a performer, a singer, an orator, a writer, Maybe you can spend some time with their creativity, ask to hear a song or really listen to their poetry or their, um, you know, if they're a playwright. So just consider whatever they're expressing as needing and wanting an audience, especially if your Venus in Leo maybe isn't as extroverted and doesn't have already a built in audience or social network. That can be really important to be a receptive audience member. Secondly, if you're trying to think of something a little bit more tangible in regards to giving your or your loved Venus and Leo, you might consider the theme of drama or play, especially something interactive where exchange of expression is involved. So when I think of this, I'm thinking something akin to interactive role-playing. And there's a lot of things like this. There's actually some live-action role-playing. Um, there's conventions, there's Comic-Con, there's murder mysteries. There's ecstatic dancing, which is a really playful kind of event. I think there's even, there's probably spin-offs of like play therapy. So think of play and think of the ways that people gather and play together, where you're expressing yourself and you're receiving. So a good old-fashioned game of charades is another example of people expressing and then people receiving. So think of play, think of drama. If you play instruments, a time to set aside to just 
to play, to act, to bring an instrument out and just exchange creativity in a group might be a wonderful way to spend an evening or a weekend. And finally, if you're thinking of the theme, one of the themes that we had lifted up was specialness or uniqueness. A wonderful gift for yourself, for your Venus in Leo or your loved Venus in Leo is spending some time, energy, or maybe a little bit of money around the features that make you or your loved one unique or special. To recognize and lift up those features, to support them, to invest in them. To have an artist date or a date night focusing on this uniqueness or special quality. You could buy yourself accessories or supplies that highlight your uniqueness, your creativity, your expression. I love the artist's way. I love the idea of artist dates where you just spend a whole evening with yourself and your muse. And you can do this with another person too. It's just fun. It's playful. You're engaging and you're really receptive to those unique features of your creativity or what makes you special. You can lift up your own special features. And just remember that as we do this, as we see ourselves as unique and special, so we're all unique and special, but as we do this, as we highlight that aspect of ourselves, we are simultaneously celebrating and allowing and bringing out that atmosphere where the special qualities in each one of us has room to coexist, that we are allowed to be special and unique and share with each other, to listen and express and share that reciprocity of giving and receiving from the heart. So for all those Venus Leo people out there, keep on shining, keep on offering that gift of being unique and expressing from your heart. Until next time, breathe deep, linger long.